Nicola Sturgeon, Scotland's first Minister of Mayhem. Welcome to Mark and Pete. Here's a thought. Sturgeon, a fish out of water. If you're a small fish swimming in a big pond, you've the scope to scale with ambitions beyond. But if you're a big fish splashing in a small pool, you'll make too many waves and just look like a fool. Mm. Well, indeed, now Nicola Sturgeon has announced that she's due to resign as Scotland's first minister. Some people will say hurrah, and others will say I the new and other things. But the fact of the matter is that in her head and in her heart, it was the right time to step down. Well, as far as she's concerned, the resignation really comes at a time of intense political pressure. Clergyman Pete, many people will say that unfortunately many of her policies have not worked. I ask you, did it ever go right? Mm. Well, I think the the problem with... Um the leadership of Nicola Sturgeon has been there from the beginning and over an over concentration, um, too much of a focus on independence for Scotland at all costs. Now, I understand that this the SNP is a Scottish nationalist, as in independence party. So it, it's it's a, that's what you get. <laughs> uh, I believe they're called the Scottish National Party, not nationalists, but uh, they uh, they are nationalist in their ideology. But the, uh, just the focusing on that uh, against anything else, well, what I think it betrayed was a lack of actual care for the people of Scotland. Right mm. from the beginning, it was always like that. It just became more apparent as time went on. Yes, I think what's also important to note is that Sturgeon had been in the role for approximately eight years as the leader. Now, politically, of course, she has represented Scotland for many, many years in different forms. But the point here is under her tenure as a leader, Scotland is actually in a worse situation. Economically, uh, the idea of being independent by many analysts would say this would be an utter disaster because the economy, they could never be self-sufficient. The mm. other side of it is a big concern, which is around social care. Um, Scotland, unfortunately, has one of the highest drug rates of crime and people who are addicted to drugs. That in itself is a big concern. When you think about where Scotland is in relation to the union, I think it's interesting that it has distracted, I think, many people within the SNP, as well as other people in Scotland, about where Scotland actually mm. fits. So <clears throat> even if you were to take the independent view about what Scotland is really meant to be, it's never really clear to me if that Scotland ever did become independent, what did it really represent? What, mm. what was its vision? And to me, it's all very well just trying to break you away from the United Kingdom. But that was never really, uh, there was no real political strategy behind it, no economic strategy, no social strategy. It seemed like it was a personal whim. The other side I think that we do need to cover, which I think has really compounded this in recent times, is the idea that Nicola was 
basically championing the idea for change where certain people of a certain age could change their identity. And I want to ask you, clergyman Pete, because um, this touches upon so many things, and it does, in fact, touch upon belief and religion, etc., about what's right and wrong. What's your thoughts on, <clears throat> on the fact that she championed the idea of having 16-year-olds trying to be able to change their sex? Well, I, I think <clears throat> that this was um, the revealing of her true character. That is to say that she had no integrity. It it doesn't make sense to do that. To uh, to be able to uh, change your gender or change your sex um, at such a young age is wrong. People are still going through puberty at that age. You don't uh, you don't as uh, a girl with physical to maturity to you about twenty. To a man, it's not actually twenty five. Mm. And mentally, uh, you know, both genders, <laughs> you would say, well really not fully developed to 25 it's absolutely wrong it makes no sense medically yeah. and you got to, got herself caught up in uh, in semantics when she was asked questions about it because nicola sturgeon had not even done the basic research into what she was advocating for this showed that she was just purely a political animal just in it to have the position of being first minister her emptiness the emptiness yep. of any <clears throat> aims or vision as you were mentioning earlier mark for scotland was just demonstrated so i i, I think it was she was wrong but i think it's what it what it highlighted to everyone uh, w- w- that was important that she just wasn't fit to be leader yes well here's an interesting one and this also sort of shows some of the political gains and losses as well but if we take former First Minister and SNP leader Alex Salmon is mm. another fishy character, folks. <laughs> he now leads the Alba Party, and he said he felt for Miss Sturgeon personally, but that there was no obvious successor, and this is the key, no clear strategy for independence. Again, he comes back to what is the plan, what was the policies, what was the direction. And so that leaves a legacy and it leaves a big hole. Who is best to take over? There isn't anybody that seems to be a strong runner for this. So where does that leave Scotland? Mm. I mean, the problem is where where this leaves (coughs) Scotland is without direction, because what we're likely to see now is, well, the Scottish National Party having lost its leader and really already but this emphasizes it, uh, lost its mandate f- for um, certainly for trying to take Scotland out of Britain and into the EU. Uh, the most likely recipient of the votes from the Scottish National Party is the Labour Party. Yeah. And the, the Labour Party, um, I haven't seen or tic- articulated a vision for Scotland. So uh, they are in name... <coughs> Unionist the Labour Party, but they don't have the same emphasis on it as the Conservative Party, um, at least in terms of its uh, of its public statements has. So, uh, what I see is um, lack of direction, and uh, the this will mean that that we will continue unless some something remarkable happens. Continue with the poor standards in education, 
in um, yep. in uh, local government, in uh, implementation of housing policy, all these different things are going to continue. Uh, you might think, well, it's it's a good thing that Nicola Sturgeon has gone, but Nicola Sturgeon has gone and left a vacuum. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> Which it seems remarkable, you know, uh, that uh, that we would regret her leaving, but there was no plan <clears throat> for what happened after she left. Well, I think that that's the real challenge here because according to SNP rules mm-hmm. that uh, what should happen is that she will remain ironically as leader until a success a, an yeah. actual successor is found now that successor that candidate or candidates must have at least 100 nominations from party members uh, from at least 20 local branches so there's a, a journey to go yet folks so she hasn't gone yet um, the, the vote can be run by postal ballot on a one person one vote basis so that timetable is still to be agreed but here's my question is what do the scottish people think do they think that this is now a time to just reevaluate focus on being uh, uh, you know part of the united kingdom or maybe they do have a different view and maybe they've got a particular candidate in mind wouldn't yeah. we would love to hear from them yeah the way to do that, the way to leave a comment is simply go to markandpete.com. Make sure you're subscribed and you can leave a comment on this and, and every episode. But that's it for Mark and myself for this time. Catch you next time. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit